25 years on the PGA Tour and a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Jay Delsing brings you his perspective on one of the world's greatest games as a professional golfer and network broadcaster. It's the game that connects the pros and the average Joes. Brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Golf with Jay Delsing is now on 101 ESPN. Good morning, St. Louis. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I am your host, Jay Delsing. I'm here with my buddy, longtime friend, Caddy. What else? John Perlis. Perly, good Fishing, morning. fishing partner. Fishing guru. Oh, fishing guru. This guy can catch some fish. <laughs> Man, I hate when you outfish me. Well, so normally I know the spots, and you're coming to spots that I've found previously, and I know how to fish them a little bit. That's, so. a, that's kind of you. That's very humble of you. I think you're just a better fisherman I don't than know I am. But that's, a, that's for a fishing show, yeah, which we don't have. That's right. Exactly. So now let's talk about our golf show. This is the On the Range segment. We formatted the show just like a round of golf. So this first segment's On the Range, brought to you by 20 Minutes to Fitness. 20 Minutes to Fitness, once a week. It works for me. All right, Pearl, here's what we're going to cover. We're going to go to Justin. Right at the top of the show, okay. go down to Golf Tech. We've got uh, a couple of little uh, housekeeping things I want to talk about. A tournament folks might be in, uh, uh, interested in. We've got the AT&T Byron Nelson tournament. I got to shake hands with Mr. Nelson probably 15, 20 times. Really cool. He used to sit on a rocking chair. We'll talk about yeah, that I on the 18th. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. really cool. I got a Lee Trevino story. It's really going to be fun and embarrassing. But that's to who? To me. Oh, okay. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk a little bit about that. We've got uh, just a, a great show. Uh, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about because of the time of year, it's so relevant. Demo days, okay? We're going to talk a little bit about demo days. How to use them to your advantage? What and what the hell's going on in a demo day? And you know, can I can I actually do something and improve my game with the demo days? And you can. And then we've got uh, some a cool article uh, in the St. Louis Business Journal came out about the toughest golf courses around uh, around town, and they were rated. So I thought it would be fun to talk about that a little bit. And then we can also talk about, uh, I did a little digging on some amateur golf. And so there's some cool events. Just going to give a couple shout-outs to some amateur events. And, um, uh, yeah, so let's go to Justin first. Justin is a fellow uh, PGA of America member with me. He is the city manager uh, of Golf Tech. And, folks, Go down to Golf Tech and just check it out and mention the show, and they'll give you 50% off of your uh, swing analysis, your first That's awesome. Thing. That's it's, a great deal. It's a, it's a really cool thing. You'll enjoy Justin. So here's Justin. Yeah, that's great stuff. That's great stuff from Justin. I got to talk about this uh, Fisher House Golf Tournament I'm involved in this year. It's going to be June 6th at Forest Park, and this is such a cool – Pearl, this house – provides uh, uh, family members of veterans places to hang out with the, the, if they're, their husbands, their wives. It's like a home away from home. Some, the transition back, you know, Faraday talked about this a, a yeah. while ago, how difficult that transition is coming back from, from war, and sometimes you're injured. Sometimes it's disfigured, yeah. you know, horribly, you know, horrible. Uh, Real challenges, uh, really challenges. Physical yeah. ailments, mental things. There's yeah. all sorts of stuff, and um, – these guys' motto really struck a chord with me. It says, our greatest national treasure is the men and women serving our country and their loved ones. And so that's that's down at Forest Park, June 6th. And you can just reach me, Jay, at jdelsinggolf.com uh, if you want to be involved in it. Uh, 
Yeah, good stuff. Byron Nelson, AT&T, Byron Nelson, Mr. Nelson no longer with us, but a fixture on the PGA Tour for a long time. How many, how many years did you play down there? Do you remember? At least 20. Yep. Did you like it? Uh, it wasn't my favorite. Okay. I didn't. I The golf course just didn't quite fit for me. I, I, I bet I probably had... My best finish was probably a 12th or something yeah. down there. And uh, What is it, Jay? I mean, you hear that all the time. And I can remember when we first got out of school and a couple of guys were playing tour, they'd say, it's got to fit your eye. You have to feel good about it. And you got to get have some luck to win. What do you could you ever put your finger on? What was it that didn't fit your eye? You know, Pearl, the way the go, the way the holes were set up. So we used to play at the TPC there at Las Colinas. And Las Colinas Sports Center is one of the world-class sports facilities that you've ever seen. It's also affiliated with a uh, uh, Four Seasons Hotel. I mean, it's a beautiful property, but the course evolved from several different courses, and it really wasn't, it really was never one of my favorites. Is, is, did me spring a leak over What there? happened? Somebody's pacemaker went off. What happened, <laughs> boys? No, we're good. Um, that's kind of how I fell on some of those tees. I was exactly. like, there's air blowing through my head or something. I don't know what that was, but... Um, uh, this is a new golf course for a uh, Crenshaw course, designed a new course way out of town. Uh, Aaron Wise absolutely dismantled the course and the field last year. He's a young player from South Africa, went to University of Oregon, mm. and's had a, a really great start to his PGA Tour career. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, how he fares uh, uh, defending. wraps up, yep. And then I got to tell you, you know, we try to get tell a fun story that coincides with this week. So we're at the... Rookie year on tour, playing in the morning with a fellow named Brad Fable. You know Brad. Sure. Well, he's, he's a, he's a uh, tour official tour now. Official yeah, now. yeah, with our buddy yeah. Dillard. He is a yeah. tour official on the PGA Tour from Nashville. Great guy. Uh, was a coal miner. And, uh, and a good player and decided, I'd rather go through the tour school 100 times in a row than go to the coal miner yeah. anymore. Yeah, so, tough, tough life there. Anyway, I'm playing with Brad, and we're rookies on tour, and we walk up to the 17th tee, and you kind of walk over a hill, and then you see the tee, and we're probably 30 or 40 yards from the tee, and on the tee is Lee Trevino and Jim Thorpe. Two characters of all characters. All, and, and Jim Thorpe was the best, single best match play player of all time, of all time. Just go back and look at the tournament. We used to have a Sony event in Tucson, and we had it for two years, and Jim Thorpe won it twice. He could well, really play. Why? Just not to get too far off the track here, but what is it about? He was a brawler. He's a street. He's a, you know, he said to me, Jay, I got two shots. Got a duck hook and a double duck hook. And he just aimed everything out to the right. And it, and, but the way that he could fill in the lines in a game of golf pro was beautiful. Meaning, you know, he's got this little shot here. He's, yeah. you know, even though his ball was always turning right to left, he could fit it in and, and knew how I to I can play. remember a couple of times guys did great in the match play events as amateurs yep. and kind of world beaters, but yep. then all of a sudden, you know, they We don't play much match play once you turn pro. Couldn't hardly do anything after. Yeah, yep. but I'm saying it didn't It didn't translate necessarily oh, to good mental play. Right, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, right. Anyway, so we see this, and we kind of stop dead in our tracks. So we're 40 yards from the from the uh, tee, and Trevino is, you know, like he is all the time. He's talking, talking. Well, he's got along great with him. And uh, you're Especially, just in a practice round. We're just in a practice yeah. round, and um, and uh, uh, look up there, and the, the you know the group is just getting to the green, so it's a, quite a wait. So that green's that that group's going to mess around in the green, and Trevino and Thorpe are going to play, and we know they're gambling big time, and uh, they wave us up, and I'm like, oh boy, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, How much money you got in your pocket? I know that's what I'm, so. 
I went up, hey, Mr. Trevino, Jay Dell. said, don't call me Mr. Trevino. I'm Lee. You're out on this tour. You know, you can, okay. And I, I knew Jim Thorpe because I played with his brother Chuck when I was an amateur at the St. Louis Open. And Jim is the smallest of the boys in his family. Wow. Yeah. And he's a big boy. He's a big boy. And so anyway, he goes, you guys rookies? Yes, sir. If I quit, you know, it, yeah. it was it was a graphic. Yeah, there were some sure. graphic that's descriptions. True. And uh, he said, okay, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll bet you a hundred bucks, I can hit this ball on that green with my sand wedge. How long? How long's the hole? One hundred and seventy-six. Seems like a good bet so for, for you. So I look at Brad and I go, Brad, <laughs> you got any money? And he goes, I got about fourteen bucks. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, hmm. And I look at my wallet and I've got like forty-eight. So I said, um, Lee. We'll give you $62. <laughs> he says, what? I said, that's all we got. He goes, you mean to tell me that you two can't put together $100 between the two of you? And now our caddies are going, how are we going to get paid? <laughs> Brad's got 14 bucks on him. And I said, uh, I know you can do it. And I'm glad to give you 62 bucks. That's all. That's mm-hmm. the best we can do. And then mm-hmm. that's when the whole conversation turned really south. Like, rah, 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 you know, and so we played the last two holes when he wouldn't do it. Well, he didn't want he. It was worth a hundred to him, so he didn't want to show the trick for sixty-two. Uh, you know, we were looking for that, that tour discount, that yeah. hometown discount of yeah. thirty-eight bucks, but he wouldn't do it. So what was he going to do? Just he would just blade the thing down there, I assume. There's a pond to the right of it. I have no idea. I am. He might have been. There's a scam in there somewhere. You know, he he was a he is he he grew up. Um, he grew up on a golf course. Yeah. He knew he knew what he was doing. I mean, you know, pro. He wasn't even long. I mean, to blade your sandwich, 176 yards. Okay, it's downhill at 10. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, I, I like to see it. I will. Why don't you well, pay the hunter so he can tell the whole story here? I, I asked him if he took credit cards. You know, that was the day before. That was before Probably the day not. where he had those little those little plastic charge things in his bag. But um, one of the things I remember uh, about this tournament. And uh, glad I was always married when I played the tour, but um, um, what? Yeah, <laughs> leave that next girl. <laughs> they had a hospitality tent that was just off the rail, more so than the bird's no. nest. Okay, for the close <laughs> second, I knew you were gonna. I knew you were gonna bring up Phoenix because everybody does. But I'll tell you what, everybody used to. No, none of us have a hat on. Meat's got a hat on, but. So if I was wearing my hat, so back in the day, your only form oh, of identification, I know, I get it now. your only form of identification was a money clip, and in order to, to get be, in, and you to put, all the tour players, you know, all oh. this, only the tour players had it, and there's a money clip with your name on it and the and the tour logo, and you put it on your belt and you flashed it. Everybody, Jack Nicholas, to get in the door, get so you got in. Room. That was access. Yeah. This is before September 11th and before lanyards and photo IDs and all this stuff. So the players would wear their caps down into that tent. With her money clip right on the bill. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway, uh, one of the things. Well, we'll t- we'll we'll cover this when we come back. Um, the one thing I do, I will tell you about that hospitality tent. We had some nasty weather come in one year, and I remember just happened to look out the window of the hotel there, and the tent was blowing down. It was so big it was covering the first fairway. Even the guys with the uh, money clips on their hats? I couldn't. I didn't see anybody. I didn't see any uh, <laughs> if, if, if there were spectators and golfers and they were mixing together. But, um, you know, that's going to do it for the On the Range segment. Uh, let's take a short break. Stay with us for the front nine. John and Jay.
Uh, this is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Doster, Olam, and Boyle LLC are a proud sponsor of Golf with Jay Delsing here on 101 ESPN. The firm was started in January 2015 by Mike Doster, Jess Olam, and John Boyle, three veterans of the St. Louis real estate, banking, commercial, and corporate legal landscape. The firm was founded on the shared view that success should be measured by client and community satisfaction, not profits for partner. The firm's focus is on business, real estate, corporate, finance and restructuring, and succession planning. Since its founding in 2015, Doster, Olam, and Boyle have been involved in real estate, business, and corporate transactions with a combined value in excess of over $1 billion. For decades, Doster, Olam, and Boyle lawyers have been recognized as leaders in their practice areas by their peers. Doster, Olam, and Boyle, LLC. Extraordinary talent, ordinary people. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. I need to tell you about my friend Joe Sheezer at USA Mortgage. He's been a loan officer for 26 years, and over that period of time, he has closed over $500 million in loans and specializes in pairing the right loan program for each borrower. He has unique loans for the first-time home home buyers, VA loans for veterans, no-cost loans uh, for refinances, and cash-out opportunities for your credit cards. Right now, Joe just called me last week. And I am refinancing my home from a 30-year to a 15-year fixed, and it's going to save me over $100,000 over the life of the loan. You've got to call Joe at 314-628-2015 today. Joe's NMLS number is 281113. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company is proud to be an official sponsor of 101 ESPN's newest show, Golf with our friend Jay Delsing. Just like Jay, Urban Chestnut is born right here in St. Louis. With three local brewing and restaurant locations, you won't travel far to sample straight from the source. If you're heading out to the links this weekend or if you're just in the mood for a classic German-style beer, grab a four-pack of our fresh, refreshing Zwickel Bavarian Lager wherever craft beers are sold. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company, St. Louis, Missouri. Prost! You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. You can find Jay online at jdelsinggolf.com. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Jay and John are here uh, to bring you this segment we call The Front Nine. If you reach out to us with your questions, comments, anything to do with golf, the rules, uh, it's jay at jdelsinggolf.com. Each week we'll select an email, and if it's yours, you win golf or two at uh, Gateway National. Compliments of Walters Golf Management. This week, we've got a uh, note from Greg. He would like to know, can you help me figure out why I continually struggle with distance with my driver? I'm hitting a, I'm a long hitter, and I hit my four iron about 190 yards. But when it comes to my driver, my ball seems to go super high and nowhere. That's, That's frustrating. A, that is frustrating, and this is an easy fix, Pearl. I know I, I can speak, Greg. I'm wondering if this is my buddy... From Glasgow Village, Greg Lang, who's a great guy, a great athlete, and he smashes it. But I wonder if he's uh, has, having trouble. Here's 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 what's wrong. You've got the wrong kind of shaft in that driver, a hundred percent. I'm I'm I without even watching you swing. If that ball's going that high, either the face of your driver's cracked, or the shaft is wrong. And I'm going to say it's the wrong shaft. And what we need to do is that's a sign of the ball having way too much spin on it. So you know, John, they talk all the time about TrackMan and all the. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the one of the components of the TrackMan is uh, your spin rate, 
And there's an ideal amount of spin. There's too little spin, and the ball won't stay in the air. There's too much spin, and the ball stays in the air too long. And what we want to do is find that optimal you know, Absolutely. blend. Absolutely. And so what Greg's got going on here is a weak shaft, and the ball spinning like crazy because the shaft's incorrect for his driver. So this will lead us right into our demo day. Okay, stuff. Well, wait a second. So, but he can go learn. Well, demo day, which is going to be your point, but he can go to uh, Golf Tech this afternoon, tomorrow, and they can tell him what. Well, they'll put him right. They'll put him right. Absolutely. Ball the spin, launch trajectory, angle. Yeah, the, the whole thing. thing. Absolutely. So you see it right there. Then you can grab different clubs when you're standing there. Yep. And you can get all those uh, all that feedback. And here's the beauty of that, Pearl, compared to when we were playing. It takes a wrench in 30 seconds to change the entire component of your driver. That's it's mind-boggling. absolutely fantastic, you guys. Right. So for someone that hits their irons like Greg does and needs to get some sort of proportion in his long game, that's in his longer game is T-balls. T- that's, that's, I'm, I'm almost 100% certain that that's what's going to happen. I think it's a great call. Yeah. And, and, and so remember, Greg, your demo day. Let's talk about yep. demo days yep. now, Pearl. Greg, you do not need necessarily need a new driver. Look at the face of your driver closely, and you'll notice even a hairline crack, that, that will ruin the integrity of that club, and you will need a new one. A couple one. Of weeks ago on tour, was it is Spieth's uh, driver face cracked? I don't remember it was what, Spieth's driver. I don't remember what week it was. If it was even, was it Masters? I can't it remember. Was, the, was it the week before Augusta down in uh, the Texas Open? Yeah, it doesn't matter necessarily, yeah. but you know, here's a guy that he wasn't sounding right probably, wasn't quite feeling quite Right, right. And it was some kind of a hairline you could right. barely detect it, other right. than hitting it. He knew enough to yep. say this isn't coming off right. Right. So for Greg, you need to you need to try different shafts, and you can put them. They can put them directly into your driver, and they'll have them there. And uh, oh man, that's that's uh, going to be fun. And I want to say this: so the demo days can be overwhelming, and guys can just stay. I've seen this before, Pearl. They'll go on the range and they'll just start whacking balls. Start whacking balls. I mean, you know, besides after... No method to the madness. No, no yeah. method to the madness. So one thing that you want to do is go in there with a plan. Okay, so what do I need? I don't need anything. I want to just do this. Fine. Then just have fun with right. it. But if you're really looking for equipment, go to one of the top brands. And if you choose Titleist or you choose TaylorMade or Callaway, you name them, Shrixon, Mizuno, they're all Cadillacs. They're just going to be aesthetics on how they look. And those, They're all going to look a little different. And, and those guys it. have some good technology normally on the range for that, too, aren't oh, they? Oh, for kind of sure. Measuring? Oh, no, It's for not sure. like going into golf tech where there's all kinds of different video and things necessarily. But they've got some more than basic oh, they equipment do. to give you the spin rate, the ball speeds, and things like that. And, folks, if the demo day sounds like something you're unfamiliar with, call. Yeah. Call some of these places. They're they looking for ab- people to show up. That's why we're doing it. They're absolutely loved it to uh, – to uh, fit you, you know, this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to match up your speed with the right equipment. And, Jay, the guys that are conducting the demo days, what do you think? you think they know their stuff enough to where you can kind of trust them going out there? Or how would you this is how I'd guide answer folks that. to when they first step out there? Because I love your idea to go out there with some kind of a plan. At yep. least be able to state, other than I'm going to screw around for two hours, which yeah. is cool. That's, that's more than totally fine. cool. But walk up to the guy and explain what you're after. And I think they can do a good job for you. What do you think? I do, on that, I do too. I, I absolutely do. Um, the, the, some are better than others. Sure. You know, but but um, go to the place 
first of all, that you like the look of the clubs. You know, just go go there first, and then you know, explain to them what's your handicap. They're going to put you on a monitor. They're going to figure out, you know, and they'll 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 figure out how fast you swing. What you know, some people, Pearl, they just can't sweep that ball off the tee, and they'll hit down on it. That's somebody. You know, that's going to need a lot of loft. You know, there's just some things that go with your swing that these guys can tweak and make right for you. It'll make big differences. But here's what I'm going to tell you about a driver. And that's the number one thing that gets ordered more on demo days than anything else. Take it on the course before you buy it. Will they let you do that? I think they will. Okay. Take it out on the course and go because you're – think about it. You're standing there and you've hit balls for hours and hours. You're, you're, you could be exhausted. You could be whatever the case may be, but you're not in play mode. Right. And then you go out on the, on the golf course and you are demanded. The, the course will demand certain shots. Look, you don't have to. I, it's just going to call for them if there's water on a certain, uh, sure. certain side like of the that. fairway like or something. That. As opposed to standing on the driving range. In that open field with a bucket of balls that you could care less about where, oh, that's a bad one. You know, you need to go play the, the holes that you're, you're used to playing and make sure this thing fits for you once you get out there. That's happened to me so many times, John. Well, but also when you're saying get more loft if you hit down on it, do you want to learn that you've hit down on it and then get to a pro or get to take some lessons, or do you want to buy a – a tool, if you will, a driver that's going to compensate for you hitting down on it. Uh, where, where, where do you stand there? Ideally, I guess it just depends on how much you play and how much you're willing to work in your game. I suppose that's a, that's where I was that's where I was yeah. going with that. Ideally, we don't want we don't want one person hitting down on their driver. Right. Of course Ideally, not. but you, like you said, some folks. This is recreation, sheer recreation. They're going to hit it down on it the rest of their life. They're just going to hit down on it, and they're going to they're just going to take that. And I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I agree. You know, yeah. let's just let's just then maximize how much fun you can have. Yeah. If that's the person you are and your life is full, but you enjoy your couple, two, three times a week when you get to go play, I'm cool with that for sure. But then we can give you some equipment that will help you out better. If you want to hit some wedges, then I suggest going to either Callaway because, you know, Roger Cleveland makes the wedges for Callaway now. You knew that. Right? I, I, I Roger's been that, a friend right. of ours since yeah. college. Remember in Sanitas where he was his his little shop there where he would make all the Back all the, the wedges yep. and all yep. the uh, the persimmon wooded yes. wood drivers. <laughs> Way and, back oh in the day. my gosh, crazy! So Roger makes the wedges for Cleve uh, for um, sorry for uh, Callaway now, and they're they're really nice looking. They'll look just like the old Cleveland wedges used to, sure. uh, and or go to Vokey. Vokey makes a really, really nice wedge with Tyler. So those are my favorite. Let's say you have a set of pings and you love pings, go go hit the pings absolutely, and, and match them up with your set. But but it's good. It's a good time to be able to try different styles that way. Just hit a couple drives with this for wedges uh, with that club, this club, and then have a little bit different perspective, possibly. No doubt, and you know what I want. What I want to suggest with the wedges is get out there and mess with some different distance, some different gaps and things in your wedges. You know, folks, don't be afraid to get off your sixty degree wedge and, and get rid of it and get something like a fifty seven or a fifty eight. It doesn't sound like much, but it really fills in gaps. I see people screw up that sixty degree wedge pearl more than any club in the bag because they just undercut it. They're just trying to hit it. 
you're just trying to figure out, I think, really how to hit it. I know they're very different, but those are, to me, it's, there's three field clubs, putter, wedge, and driver. It's just you kind of have a feel for it, whether it's the latest and greatest thing or not. If I'm making my putts, I don't need another putter this year. If right. I'm driving it and feels great with it with my driver, I'm not going to go get a different driver. Right. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to have a tough time ever changing out my uh, middle and 60-degree uh, and wedge. Well, I changed. I, when I was playing all the time, I would change mine out once a quarter. Well, but not necessarily brand and style. Oh, you no. Just, is that, I, had du- I, had du- yeah. I had duplicates. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted the grooves to be as sharp as sure. possible. Sure. Um, but those, the, um, the, so, and what we're talking about is scoring clubs. And if you, you like a putter, you know, then you're, you know, by all means, go to the golf shop and say, hey, I want to take this out. I want to play a couple of rounds with it. It's not. Yeah out of the question. Now, if you've got to ding it up a bunch and throw it, then you're going to probably have to buy it. But um, well, there's so much behind the technology. Uh, I was terrible at it. I'd play with the same dang clubs for forever. It's you pretty much in- killed your technology since I stopped playing, hasn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, it's killed my ability to get any technology. Absolutely. But even, even when I, mean, I, I had to close my basement <laughs> warehouse downstairs, even, I don't have any clubs left. Even when I did have access to the basement, I, re- I really didn't change. You know, some no. guys are just into that. I can remember you kind of having to press yourself a little bit to change because you, you hit that dang Callaway bullet-headed three-wood for forever. These other guys look like they got hams on the end of their shafts, and you got this little pea head out there. Did you say ham? Like a whole ham on the end. The size of those heads compared to that, what was that uh, Callaway three-wood you had? Yeah, I did. It was just just a Callaway three-wood. It was the smallest headed thing. It was like a rocket ship. It was like a rocket. But to my point earlier, you weren't going to give it up. No. But right. when you th- when you think of the ease, how's my miss going to be compared to right. the new technology? Right. Well, one, you didn't miss it that much. That's why you kind of loved it. But the miss there versus new technology, oh, no, we, day, you, had to, you had to eventually make the change. And we talked about this a hundred times, and I, and I went full circle. I mean, I went completely out of it because I was a dinosaur with the other yep. stuff. I mean, I would use my old stuff and just I always just thought it was me. Well— it's, it's both. It's both. <laughs> uh, that was a lob over the plate. I knew you couldn't help but swing I didn't that. swing too hard. Well, that's going to do it for the front nine. Um, we're going to take a pause. we hear, hear a few uh, messages from our sponsors uh, that support Golf with Jay Delsing here on 101 ESPN. Are you looking for a golf training facility and PGA pros to help you out year-round? Make sure you get to Golf Tech. They've been in St. Louis since 2007 and have three convenient locations to serve you. They've got state-of-the-art video equipment, and you can take your lesson home with you and replay it as much as you'd like. Start with a golf swing evaluation for only $125 and let a Golf Tech coach customize a game plan for you. 314-721-GOLF. You can find them online as well, golftechcom St. Louis. Play better. Swing better. Golf Tech. I got a big shout out and a thank you to Whitmore Country Club for supporting my golf show. I don't know if you know, Whitmore Country Club has 72 holes of golf. There's a 24-hour fitness center and has a extremely large pool complex. This is a family-friendly country club to belong to. There's a kids club in the main clubhouse right near the fitness center. There are golf leagues, skinned game Members, tournaments, couples, events are available all year long. If you join at Whitmore, you also get access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, and the Golf Club of Wentzville. And the cart fees are already included in that membership. 
There are no food or beverage minimums, no assessments. Go out and see my friend Bummer out in the clubhouse. He is an absolute jewel and a wonderful guy that will tell you all you need to know. Or you can call Whitmore at 636-926-9622. After 25 years on the PGA Tour, Jay Delsing takes you behind the scenes from the eyes of a pro. Now back to more golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I got my buddy Pearlie here, and we are headed to the back nine, our third segment today. Thanks for joining us. Um, let's just wrap let's let's wrap up this demo day sure. um, discussion because I, I think those demo days to me, John, are a great, great tool as long as you don't get sucked into the you know, the mind numbing part of the technology where you get so much information, your brain is confused about you know, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. Right. And I've seen that with a lot of people where they're like, I bought this, I bought that, and I hit a grade at the demo day, and I'm like, ah, yeah, you know. So I think the plan is most important. Get go a plan. What do you need? Go to demo yeah, day yeah. and go with a plan. Yep, yeah, go with a plan. And if you need wedges, you know, check, check them out. Hit them. Take them out in the rough. Hit a couple out of the bunkers with them. You, you know, all, all that stuff. You want a putter? Man, a, whole, a putter is a whole different animal. You ought to be able to work something out with the golf shop and go play a few rounds with it. And by all means... If you're going to try a new driver, take it out on your golf course and play with it. Love it. Love all those ideas. Yeah. Cool stuff. Um, well, there's a cool um, article that came out in the Business Journal. St. Louis Business Journal. It's all golf-related. It it's actually talks about the business side of golf. Perfect. It talks about, right in line with the show. Yeah, it talks about uh, how the uh, the numbers in Missouri are, are waning since – you know, the, the, the peak of kind of – this is interesting, Pearl. I wanted to bring this question up to you. The last peak in golf, especially in Missouri, was when Tiger was was just ripping. Well, that's the last peak probably in the country. Is this – are we going to hit a new peak? I don't know, Jay. You know, through the years, for like 10, 15 years, golf keeps waning. I heard something – I think it's 1,600, I believe the number was. Golf courses have closed in the in the country in the last... Now, I personally don't think that's a bad thing. I, I think we got overbuilt in the Absolutely. early 2000s, and everybody was building courses, and we just had too many. And, and, and it's unfortunate. I'm not wishing any ill will on these things, these people, but we've got so many courses that aren't getting played, man. Yeah. There's just, you know, there's there's lots of places... To go, we had this. We got to bring this up too, Pearl. Do not give me the argument that golf is a rich kids game. It's not happening. You're, we we grew up a little differently um, economically, but not that much. And you know, it was not. We did. We were not these country club kids. We 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 just weren't. There's and, so much access to the game now, and that's what you're promoting here. That's why you brought first tee to this uh, this city. That's why you've been involved in so many different darn things. Um, uh, but there's there's plenty of access to it now. So, yeah, I like to think that, too. I think, you know, one of the things that it does demand, it takes a lot of time. I think relative to anything else, uh, that might be one of the biggest pieces. But don't give me, for, for kids, for, you know, for parents out there, yeah. you want to find a great way to occupy some time for your son and daughter if they enjoy the game. Man, it was just a lifesaver for me. Well, and we talked about it earlier. Um 
about you know playing with and being around adults and that type of thing. You go to a golf course, I don't care if it's public, private, in between, whatever the case is, there's certain rules, regulations. There's a fair amount of structure there. We're not just dropping them off in a park and they're right. running wild. They've got, they've got to understand etiquette and different things like that. So I think there's a lot to it. So you know, relative to you know, growing, shrinking, whatever, the fact is the game's shrinking. And the USGA, the RNA, the PGA Tour, everybody is working very hard to figure out what do we do to get more people involved in it? And I think I agree with you. Shrinking the courses, you know, a big part of the whole reason the courses are shrinking, the economics just didn't work on an off lot that they built. They would build these, build a golf course so they could sell homes around it. Well, they'd sell all the homes for more money than they would if it was just out in some field and the homes next to each other. Well, then all the homes get sold. The guy takes all the money, takes off. Well, who's going to maintain the golf course and keep all that stuff going? And that's where an awful lot of it went. And yeah. it's just awfully tough at, at that point. Yeah, 100%. Um, let's do a little thank you to Whitmore. Um, we're doing a, I'm doing a shout-out to the folks at Whitmore for sponsoring the Golf with Jay Delsing show. Uh, there's 72 holes of golf at Whitmore. Um, with that membership, you get access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, and the Golf Club of Wentzville. The cart fees are included in that membership. There's no food or beverage minimums, and there's no assessments. And if you're looking for a family a perfect family environment, Whitmore is your place to, to go. They've got a huge, huge pool complex, three tennis courts, 24-hour fitness center. Um, the year-round social calendar is huge. They've got holiday parties and picnics and date nights. They've got a kids' club for the kids. They can drop your, your children off, and they can hang out with the kids and play video games and be looked after. Well, you can go have dinner or go play golf. Uh, there's skins games, golf leagues, member tournaments, Couples events, anything you want, you can find it at Whitmore. Do yourself a favor and go say hello to my friend uh, Bummer. We had Bummer on the show th- two, three weeks ago, I think, and he's he's just a fantastic guy. You can reach them at six three six nine two six nine six two two. All right, Pearl. Let's go to this. Uh, this is on page nineteen of the l- most recent St. Louis Business Journal. Toughest golf Toughest courses. courses. So not necessarily the best, although a lot of these are really good golf courses, but toughest. Ranked by the USGA course rating for the courses toughest tee. Okay. And number one on the list, Fox Run. Uh, one of my favorites around here. I love. Remember when we you, qualified you, for the U.S. Open yes, out there. I had I a really fun 36-hole day out there. Your mother was uh, uh, walking around, ah, and that, that was miss awesome. Miss mom, yep. yeah. That was awesome. Yep. That was awesome. What a – I love that golf course. And that's also – didn't you guys have a long ball? We got the big turner? hitters open out okay. there. We played that golf course at 8,300 yards long. Every part three was over <laughs> 300 yards long. So that might – be one of the main reasons it got tough as golf course because I'm not sure who else has tees at 8,300 yards. In, what in is your area. the yardage? Look, they made they measured the course at 8,154. Holy moly! Yeah, I don't yeah. think I've ever played anything. Probably not more than 75, 76. At one time we were up at uh, Whistling Straits and we played from the way back. Yeah, that, we did. That was for forever. But I don't. That still wasn't over 8,000. No way. Yeah. 8,000. 8, yeah. Do you remember when they started approaching 7,000? Yeah. We're like, yeah. oh, they they can't go yeah. that far. That's well, all the old technology, like we talked about I last know. last time. With all the demo days, we had no problems uh, by the time we got done That's with right. those puppies. That's right. Number two on the list is Bell Reef Country Club. No surprise mm. there. Uh, Aberdeen. Now that might that uh, raise some eyebrows there. Aberdeen is a public facility. Meet. You were talking about cool places to play. Have you ever played Aberdeen? Oh, uh, you got to go. 
Uh, that, that's a great, great place down there. Um, I'll think of my my buddy's name that that runs that. He is uh, he's a great guy. Uh, I think it's Greg. Yeah, Greg Jansen's down there. They do a great job. They do a great job. We hosted the when when I was with the first team. We hosted the golf marathon down there, and they couldn't have been nicer, more accommodating. Plus, it's a Scottish-looking place. Uh, meet it. I know as straight as you at your driver, you're not going to have any trouble with it. <laughs> but if you do happen to wander, they got some heather over there. You're going to feel like you're over at the British. But this thing w- rounds out to some really great courses in town, Pearl. Country Club of St. Albans next. Yeah, Lake Forest, Wingaven, Old Warson, uh, Country Club at the Legends, Boone Valley, Meadowbrook. Just kind of a who's who of. Uh, I think also what this says to me, again, living outside of St. Louis. You guys have a lot of great golf courses in this town. We really do. I, I think it's, I don't know how it ranks, and it's not that big of a city relative to Chicago's and New York's and stuff, but you guys have a whole bunch of them. I've probably played, I don't know, eight or ten of these with you, yeah. and they're all good golf courses, really good. Well, and, and, and one of the things that won't get mentioned on here is some of the successful country clubs may not have the toughest courses, but our sponsor here, Whitmore, is extremely successful. Right. So, you know, you you may not have a course that ranks in the top ten of the hardest, but you have guys that know how to run the business. Well, and a little bit kind of to that point, too, how do you how do you have enough of that mix? Toughest, also most fun to play, best condition. There's so many different ways to look at all of this. Well, right, and I mean, how many years did people go, oh, you're going to love my course. You know, I can't break 130 on it. Yeah. I'd be like, why would I love that? Right. But it's so many. Remember when when all of these new courses were being built John, probably in the last 15 or 20 years, people would come up and say that all the time. you got to get over. We just redesigned our course. you got to get over there Beat and Beat the play daylights it. out of you. Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, you won't be able to break 80. I'm like, bye. But I was listening coming, coming into the show, too. You know, a big to another golf show nationally, and they were talking about playing different tees. You know, I think that's part of it, too. Yeah. You know, stretch it out if you want to try different things. But you don't need to go and get all beat up at some of these golf courses. Uh, Fox Run, for example, you've had me out there several times. Fantastic. Probably because of me, we don't play all the way back all the time. And uh, I could I could play two sets up and still enjoy the heck out of that. And right. so I think that's all part of this whole thing as well. And I think any of these courses stand up to being very enjoyable, even moving up on the tees. Well, I think something that's got to be talked about where we're talking about accessibility, I mean, of these 24 courses, I mean, how many of them are, are public? I mean, half? Yeah. And, I mean, you you want to say, oh, I don't want to play a public golf course because it's not good enough? Not well, anymore. Baloney, not anymore. You can't say yeah. that. No. Nope, anymore. you can say it if you don't want to be honest. Yeah, we talk about be- technology with the golf clubs and stuff, and I am no agronomist, no superintendent, but the technology on building and maintaining golf courses is a whole different world. So there is plenty of public golf courses that are in phenomenal shape. And I got a feeling your uh, house over in Effingham's looking pretty good. Yeah, they've done a good job over there. Who's a really the, good job. Who's the, grounds, who's the superintendent over there? Uh, I'm not going to remember right now. I'm sorry. It was, well, Jonesy, but Jonesy I'm left. I'm talking about it, your house. Oh, my house. <laughs> yeah, me. My, my back and my feet and my hands are, are feeling it right now. I know you drove over today. And <laughs> I thought you were talking about Effingham Country Club. Oh, no, I was talking about done, your house. No, here. they've done a heck of a job out there as well. And I'm sorry, they do have a new superintendent, but they've done a great job turning uh, that golf course into wonderful condition. Well, you had a big hand in, in helping early get on, that early on and, part of it. Yeah, yep. good stuff. Um, no, I was trying to give you a plug for your uh, your house. You were telling me how, how much how hard you worked. Someday I have today. to come out and see it for crying out loud. Yeah, I don't know where, where Effingham is, but the big white cross <laughs> east, over there, at east Highway seventy. Um, yeah, so we've got um, 
That's going to do it for the uh, the back nine. Uh, stay with us. We'll be heading to the 19th hole after these messages. This is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Jerseyville Carpet and Furniture Gallery are a proud sponsor of Golf with Jay Delsing. They've been around since 1973, and it's been family-owned and operated the entire way. Father Danny Capps started it all. Now sons Matt and Jared are fully involved. And at Jerseyville Carpet and Furniture Gallery, they host the area's largest selection of Lazy Boy and Flex Steel Furniture. Plus, you'll find a full-service Mohawk Color Center featuring carpet, hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. Everything is professionally installed at Jerseyville Carpet and Furniture Gallery, plus easy delivery and setup of new furniture however and wherever you want it. They'll also haul away all of your old furniture. Can't beat that deal. Going the extra mile, that's what Jerseyville Carpet and Furniture Gallery is all about. Find them online, jerseyvillecarpetfurniture.net, or call them 618-639-9858. I need to tell you about my friend Joe Sheezer at USA Mortgage. He's been a loan officer for 26 years, and over that period of time, he has closed over $500 million in loans and specializes in pairing the right loan program for each borrower. He has unique loans for the first-time home home buyers, VA loans for veterans, no-cost loans uh, for refinances, and cash-out opportunities for your credit cards. Right now, Joe just called me last week. And I am refinancing my home from a 30-year to a 15-year fixed, and it's going to save me over $100,000 over the life of the loan. You've got to call Joe at 314-628-2015 today. Joe's NMLS number is 281113. It's time for the 19th hole on Golf with Jay Delsing. The 19th hole is brought to you by Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill. Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill, the best burgers in town since 1986. Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill, the best burgers in town since 1986. Okay. Well, thanks for staying with us. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. John and I are here. Pearl, we just finished 18 holes, and uh, we're going to the 19th hole, and we are, we've got Mike Duffy in our, uh, in our bag today. That's perfect. And uh, we're, we're glad to have him as our... Uh, uh, our fi- he's our official home of the 19th hole, and it's uh, great to have him. From 1986, Mike opened his first store in Kirkwood. Uh, they had a simple plan. They wanted to create a, a f- family-friendly neighborhood pub and grill. Uh, they wanted it to be a comfortable place to be able to hang out with great food and to watch your favorite game, and mission accomplished. They have done just that. Now there's three locations. There's one in Richmond Heights and one in town and country as well. Uh, and you got to go by and check out their daily specials. There's trivia nights. There's live music. Um, the expanded menus. There's uh, a great selection of beer. Um, when you go into the Kirkwood store, you got to ask for Mike. Either the Kirkwood or the um, Richmond Heights store. Mike is a great guy. He loves golf. Uh, he's there all the time. He works his uh, tail off. And um, uh, he's just a, a really good guy to say hello to. Um their motto was really simple. They wanted um, a neighborhood place where you could come and have great food served by a great staff. And as always, you get 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Wonderful. It can't be Wonderful. any better than that. And stay tuned because we're going to host uh, uh, a couple of cocktail ha- happy hour type things. We're going to talk about golf, maybe give away some golf stuff there. I want some dates. I'm looking forward to that. I, I want know. Some we're dates working on, on it. I'm All right. We're working on it faster. We're working on it faster. All right. Let's go to this 19th hole. 
Um, these area golf courses, you got anything? Um, well, just that there's so many really good golf courses. And, you know, I think one thing also that's changed, we're talking about, you know, golf, uh, you know, memberships in a lot of places are down, that kind of stuff. One reason I think they're down is there's so many good golf courses. I don't necessarily want to play the same golf course all the time. It's fun to jump around. So I would encourage your listeners that if they're not playing different golf courses, to venture out a little bit. Does your game travel? What else can you learn from going playing different golf courses? You know, there's some of us, we can go and play the same golf course all the time and get pretty darn good on that thing. And then throw me out on a different course, different types of shots, different kinds of grass, conditions, visuals. And all of a sudden, that eight handicap that I was carrying or that two handicap or that 15 handicap, boy, that doesn't travel. There's a lot of value in becoming a better player and playing different golf courses. Who would know better than you? you I, I, all you did the, was play different golf courses. hundred percent. I mean, you know, you get that guy that says, "Oh, you need to come play our club champion." He just shot seventy last week, and I'm like, "Well, bring him to my course. We'll see what he yeah, shoots." Or bring him to your course. Yeah. Well, it's not going to matter, <laughs> but we'll go ahead and do that. But I mean, to your point, you have to rely on your game so much more when you go to play a a, a place that you're unfamiliar with. Because you know you stand over that putt that you've had half a dozen times, you know exactly yep. it's a you know it's a right edge putt or it's a left edge putt, and there's you don't have to deal with the uncertainty as much of going to new courses. I just think there's a lot to that. You know, maybe temper your expectations a little bit because it is harder. Yeah, but boy, it's fun. You can bring new ideas uh, back to your golf course. Uh, you can improve your game, learn different shots. Uh, there's an awful lot of value to that. Well, you know, it's interesting, John. We talked about this all the time when kind of creating my game like as a business mm-hmm. as a business for the tour. And, you know, Pearl, a four-foot putt was a four-foot putt. If I was standing at Norwood or, if I, you know, I had to commit to the line, I had to go through the same basics. And it was a that was part of the business plan mm-hmm. of what we were doing. The three-wood, if you're going to draw your three-wood, it's going to be a draw at, at Whitmore like it's going to be a yeah. draw at Pebble Beach. It doesn't change. Now, does the setting change? Does the circumstances change? Does the pressure change? Does your comfort level change? Does your Right. Yep. But, I mean, that thinking was like you you can actually – I can remember just going back mentally going, oh, yeah, this is just like the six-hole at so-and-so mm-hmm. that I'm real comfortable. I'm just going to – you You might even have said that to me. You're like, hey, remember Oh, I know hole? we had those conversations. You bet. This is like the fourth hole at, at Palos Verdes Country Club that you played 100 times when we were in college. Just – Take that driver, hit it at that bunker, and cut it a little bit and put it in the fairway. And those were really comforting thoughts. Well, hopefully one of the shows when we do talk about the the mental game so much, that's a huge piece to plug that past success in or that past, to your point, comfort zone, uh, uh, something just like this that I've done before instead of whatever else might creep in that could really derail you. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Well, Anyway, so if you if you didn't look at the business journal, folks, grab it. It's the April nineteenth to twenty fifth issue. It's uh, right in the middle. You won't you, you can't miss it. But it talks a lot about golf, golf in St. Louis, golf in Missouri, what what the options are, and then it ranks the courses. You know, you can take or leave the rankings. You know, it's all you know some. It's all subjective and, anyway. Yeah. When I'm looking down the track, an awful lot of it, not straight down the board here as far as toughest. It's going by length. That's certainly a piece of it, but that's not. No. All the pieces of it by any stretch. You no. were talking earlier about missing one shot and let it only cost you one shot. Well, there's some golf courses where that's going to be, as they call it now, I guess, penalty area. But it's going to be water or or out-of-bounds type of, of stuff versus just maybe in the trees where it can cost you another shot or two. That's part of the whole toughness. Yeah, that's right. Far. 
All right, so I did some digging, Pearl, and I wanted to – we talk a lot about the PGA Tour. We talk a lot about um, uh, the LPGA Tour, web.com, all that stuff. Let's talk a little bit about amateur golf. Love it. We had a blast playing amateur golf. We were talking about a story um, – uh, was it was it a caddy story down in when we were in Oklahoma City oh, playing at the Transmiss? And well, I, I brought up the caddy story. We we're playing in the Transmiss, and just real quickly, yeah, I had a caddy there again. The young guy. They asked us to take a couple of young guys, and Transmiss is a great national uh, amateur event. Um, so you know, I traveled a long way to get down to that. I was all excited, and his nice young guy and caddying for me. And the second day, about the fourth <laughs> or fifth hole, he says to me, "You're not paying me enough." He says to you right on the golf, on the golf course. course. I mean, it's the middle of the tournament. And I'm, I'm like, what are, you, what are you talking about? They told me what to pay you. That's what I'm paying you. Well, that's not enough. And I don't remember what it was. 40 bucks, let's say it was. And uh, I said, well, how much do you want? He said, 100 I said, then you're not my caddy anymore. <laughs> I sent the kid off the golf course. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Oh, and he just dropped the bag? No, I told him to drop no, the you're bag. Out. I'm like, you're, I'm not going to have some disgruntled employee track the bag wishing against me the rest of the round. Oh. Well, I felt bad for him. I was thinking, who gave him this advice? So, not good. Anyway. Not good. That, that, was a, that, that, that was a great that, amateur tournament. That's no, it was a fun about. tournament. And yeah. you know what's cool is that, you know, it was, it was a, a stroke play broken down into yes. match play, which, which a lot of our events were. So we got a nice flavor of both, you know, types of golf. And, um, um, it's fun thing. for us down there when you're talking about fun amateur tournaments. Yeah. And, you know, when when your kids are starting to get into playing some and maybe some club events and trying to get them to travel, it was fun because you and I got to travel yep. together. Absolutely. It was one, one of the first times. And then your brother, which, you know, almost derailed the whole damn uh, weekend. Because, he did all he could. <laughs> because he's has a lot of fun all the time. He had uh, a lot of no, fun. But we ended up fishing. Yep. We were uh, I know Bart was staying with uh, with the family, and they just absolutely we stayed with it. the Benson. We stayed with the Bensons. I'll never forget this, and I'll never forget this. We're walking into the Oklahoma City Country Club, and remember how big the oil boom was in? Yes. And my brother says, if one more Rolls Royce comes by us, I'm throwing myself <laughs> in front of it, and we're going to call this Delsing Country Club. <laughs> I think instead he just probably went out with one of their daughters or something well, like that. Well, had a great time. The people yeah. were always great to house us when we yeah. did want to do that and when we could yep. do that. It was just an awful lot of fun. We got to do some great fishing in yep. some of the swamps back outside yep. of, what city was that? Tulsa? Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. Also yep. Oklahoma City. And uh, we had a great time. I don't have any recollection at all how I played or we played. I know that I uh, made match play, and I think I lost the second round. My brother would tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Not very well. Yeah, he would tell me that. Anyway, we got the Old Warson Cup coming up uh, May 4th and May 5th at Old Warson Country Club. What is that? I'm, I'm not familiar with that. Uh, it's, it's oh, a, sorry, I thought that's something you may have played when you were growing no, up. No, it's a brand new thing. What they do is they rank the the local amateurs in uh, in St. Louis, and then they— Oh, okay. Um, well, that's a big deal. Yeah, and then they'll 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 uh, tee it up. Do you know what they're playing, match play or stroke? What yes. Doing? I do know. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> That's off the. <laughs> That's off the subject. Stop it. Okay, we're back. Um, there's a Payne Stewart Invitational. I thought that was kind of cool down in Springfield, Missouri. I know that's a long way away, yep. but it's but again great. a little chance to travel a little bit. Yep, yep, and it's also great to see them honoring Payne. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that's uh, May 18th and 19th. A lot of these, uh, most of these two days events. Normandy Amateur. That's uh, our our buddy Bummer was in nice. last week, and yep. um, his brother Taz. I know his older brother Taz will be playing o- over there. 
there's some great uh, the the Metropolitan Open is a fun open tournament I played one time at St. Uh, St. Albans where you get a lot of local pros uh and uh, um you also get some mini tour guys come in and you see some some really good golf. Well some of the amateur stuff it also gives the amateurs a chance to go meet some other people. So if you're kind of up and coming in the high school and starting college ranks yep. and that kind of stuff, gives you a chance to travel around, see some different players yep. in different areas. And as we talked about before, playing some different tracks to really work in your game. Yeah. I think it's also a lot of fun. Jay is is preparing for that. So let's no p- say you pick out two or three or four, whatever you can kind of afford time and money-wise, events to play in in the summer, and and plan for it. Work on your game. Learn a little bit about the golf course. Try to get there ahead of time for what kind of shots you're going to be hit. What are you laughing at? No. I, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just laughing because it's fun. Um, I'm thinking um, – the A.L. Gustin Golf Course is down at the uh, University of Missouri. When I was a kid, we played the the state junior there every single year. And now they have an event called the Richard Poe Invitational. Richard Poe was the head golf professional there, and then also he was the uh, golf coach at University of Missouri. Nice. Richard Poe is a big name in golf and big, big name in the area, been instrumental in growing the game and doing great stuff for the game. And it's cool to see that he's got a – a tournament one of the first uh, named after one him. of the first tournaments you ever played in around here, Jay, or a- amateur tournaments. Do you remember what it was? Oh man, the first tournament I ever played in was in Quincy, and we played a little people's tournament in, in Quincy. I was actually on TV the first hole. I hit a drive like 300 yards down the middle. I think I'm like 14, 13, 14, and I sculled my wedge to the back of the green in four putt. <laughs> Welcome to tournament golf, right, right there. Turn the turn the TV on. Let's watch that. It was, but it was so fun because I was playing, you know, in this national event. All of a sudden, all these good players. It was really, I really enjoyed it. My first hole, it was at the, the club where we were members up in Canada. It was a par five. I was so nervous. I hit driver, kind of a skanky three wood, and then hit a six iron that went in the hole. My first hole I ever played competitively. I made a three with a six iron on a par five. Come on. It's a great start. That it, is. All, it all kind of tend, <laughs> trended downhill from there, but that was one hell of a start. Whoa. That's fantastic. I also want to mention the Metropolitan Amateur Championship in St. Louis is going to be held at Aberdeen. It just got a, a, a really nice shout-out in the Business Journal, and that's uh, the first week of August, August 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. So if you get a chance, you got to put that on your calendar as well. Um, but you can go to um, – I just pulled this up, uh, Tournament Finder, at AmateurGolf.com, and you put in um, Missouri and, and, and St. Louis. It'll guide you through the website, and you'll find out, you know, just what's what's available to play in, what it all looks like. If you're wondering about, you know, AJGA, stuff like that, that will be on the That's AJ. kind of another step, though. Some of these might be some locals just to see yes. if you even want to do right. tournament golf, wouldn't you right. say? I think so. I mean, AJGA is a Big, big step. It's a whole ranking system. It's really the feeder system for junior golf into college. So some of these can kind of get you warmed up for that, see if you like it. Again, I can remember the first time I played at an event away from my home course. I think I bogeyed the first eight straight holes. Yeah. I was so nervous. My yeah. dad's caddying for me. As a That's course, enough I w- to make everybody nervous. Yeah. Your dad was a big guy. And the the, the course was unfamiliar. Everything, and all of a sudden, my body and my swing and my clubs seemed unfamiliar when I was in a whole different environment. environment but yeah. it was it was so valuable to get out and do 
that and many more after that. That's tournament golf. That's yeah. what tournament yeah. golf. It's the ultimate litmus test. You know, yeah. it just it just gives you that. Oh man, it'll make you a better player by far having those experiences. So if that's what you want for your kids, or if you're a young amateur and you haven't done that, again, watch your your uh, your um, what what your hopes are for the event. Lost my word there. But um, expectations. expectations, sorry. Yeah. Watch your expectations and just go enjoy it and get the flavor of what it's all about. You know, that's going to do it for the 19th hole. But, folks, before I go, this AmateurGolf.com, gals, there's plenty of information about women's events. There's scrambles. There's a Kansas City match play. It's all throughout the state. So go go visit that and find yourself a cool tournament to, uh, to play in. Maybe a new tournament a year would be uh, kind of Absolutely. a fun trip to make. Pearly, thanks so much. Had a blast. Love laughing with you. Uh, hopefully, uh, everybody got some of that humor. I still think it was funny, and I guess uh, that's what matters, right? Exactly. Uh, me, thanks for running the board, Drew. Thanks for getting us on uh, live streaming us on Facebook. Um, this is Golf with Jay Delsing, and hit him straight, St. Louis. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday from 7 to 8 for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com as well as at jdelsinggolf.com.